I love that song and, and that message, and it, it provides a great introduction to our theme today. So thanks, Melena, for, for sharing. Before Tom Cruise turned Mission Impossible into a movie franchise, there was a TV series called Mission Impossible. Secret government agents would receive audio taped instructions, which for security protection would self-destruct within five seconds after being played. A, a daunting, seemingly impossible assignment was given, followed by the phrase highlighting the risk and danger of the task. Each time the recorded message was, your mission, should you choose to accept it. Well, when Jesus left this earth, he gave specific instructions that invite us to carry out his mission. And we must decide whether or not we will accept his assignment and that daily task of carrying out the mission. During the month of September, we've been unpacking what is the mission of BCC. And so let's review our, our current message series on our mission. At Batesville Christian Church, we want to be a first century church in the 21st century. We want our church today to resemble, resemble that original church that we read of in the book of Acts and in terms of prayer, community, outreach, generosity, impact, and missions. And that's our vision. That's the picture of what we want BCC to become. Our, our vision is to be a, a first century church in the 21st century. Our, our mission is the mechanism that propels us toward that end result of that vision. And you're familiar, our, our mission is to love God, love people, impact the world. So love God. We, we grow to love God through our, our personal worship 24-7 and through our weekend worship together. We don't want to worship God just for one hour on Sundays, but all week long, personally, we want to be in, in fellowship with him and worshiping. Then when we come together on Sundays, then we bring that collective gift to the Lord in our services. We want to love people. We, we demonstrate that we love people by experiencing community, and that's in various ways, such as through friendship outreach, reaching out, inviting people to come and get to know the Lord through our, our small groups, our, our life groups and Sunday school classes, through our sharing burdens that, that others are carrying. I saw that happening this morning during conversations before we ever began the worship service. As you connected with each other and got caught up on the last week and things you've been worried about or praying about and, and had a chance to, to, to demonstrate love for people by sharing burdens with each other. Last week, we wrote down the, the names of two people that we each would like to influence toward the Lord during this fall season. And by praying, inviting them, we hope to, to guide them into a closer relationship with the Lord. The third prong is impact the world. That, that happens locally as we serve our community, and that happens globally as we serve the, the lost throughout the world. And there are 
there are six values that we want to review that define Batesville Christian Church. And these are attributes that were part of the first church in the, in the New Testament. And they embody uh, what we want to carry out in our 21st century church here in, in Batesville, Indiana. These core traits that we're seeking to develop include prayer, cultivating this purposeful reliance on God that seeks Him first, community, forging an atmosphere of learning and spiritual growth, outreach, forming intentional relationships to connect people with Christ, generosity, developing the attribute of instinctively giving more, impact, creating a, a difference by serving our neighbors locally. And the final one is missions, making an impact for Christ that extends his influence globally. So today we focus on impact the world and how that happens here locally in our community and how that happens globally through the, the reach uh, of, of our church. If we are to impact those around us, then we must notice the overlooked, the avoided, the forgotten, the needy, the marginalized. Jesus, Jesus referred to people in this category as the least of these brothers of mine. That's not how he viewed them. That's how the world viewed them. Jesus made it clear that we must not forget them. And when we remember them and show his love, he said, it's the same as directly doing a kindness to him. Wow. You mean when I, I help a disabled motorist, Jesus said that's like helping him. That, that's what he said. Christ goes on to, to caution here in Matthew 25 in verses 41 to 45, not to ignore the sufferings of others. But to do that, he said, is to disregard him and, and treat him thoughtlessly. Last month, you as a church generously helped provide for a single mom and her child by sharing gift cards and, and furniture and, and needed household items to furnish their apartment. That's someone who might otherwise have been overlooked. And you, you carried out the mandate that Jesus outlined here for how we are to respond to those in, in need. That's begin in Matthew 25, verse 35. He said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I, I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison. And you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or, or needing clothes or clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and, and go to visit you? And the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did, for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You know, the first century church figuratively turned the world upside down, or more accurately, 
it took a capsized world and turned it right side up. Earlier in, in our text in, in Matthew 25, before we began, Jesus told a parable about a, a lazy servant who buried his talent and didn't use it for good. And we want everyone to find a way to utilize his or her God-given gifts in order to impact the world. God has instilled within you a certain skill set or ability that you need to, to use for his glory. Don't bury your talent like the servant in the parable, but instead discover it, de develop it, and demonstrate your gifts. Serving is a way to, to give back to the Lord and to his people. Service or impacting others takes our focus off of self and it properly places it on helping others. And laziness will conspire to keep us from maximizing our impact and it can render us ineffective. But don't be overwhelmed because you can't fix everything or do all that you want. Do what you can. Jesus didn't expect you to personally conquer all the needs of every person on the planet. He, he expects you to do what you can. He said, when you see a hungry person, give him a meal. He didn't say you were to adopt him, take him home, feed him three square meals a day for the rest of his life. He said, do what you can to help. You see someone who's hungry, buy him a meal. He rewarded those who gave a cup of cold water to the thirsty, gave shelter for a while to the stranger, gave a set of clothing to the needy person. He rewarded those who visited the sick and who visited those in prison. And some in our church have gotten involved in writing letters to those in prison, visiting those in prison, and are carrying out this mandate from Jesus himself. John Wesley said, do all the good you can in all the ways you can to all the people you can in all the places you can for as ever long as you can. In his book, Time Flies When You're Having Fun, Jerry Jenkins relates, uh, a couple of years ago, I was at a convention waiting to chat with Rosie Greer, the, the massive former NFL football player turned minister. He said, just before I got up to him in line, a woman brought her young son, who, who clearly had Down syndrome, and brought him up for a handshake and an autograph from Rosie. The big man could have simply smiled and shaken hands and signed the autograph, but he did more. He, he dropped down to one knee, putting himself at eye level with the boy, and, and Rosie put his arm around him and pulled the boy close and spoke to him quietly. And Jenkins said, I couldn't help myself, but I, I edged closer to hear what was being said. Rosie asked, are you a Christian? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Can I pray for you? And the boy was overcome. All he could do was nod. And as they prayed, the boy's mother wept. And when she tried to thank Rosie, he simply winked at her. And then he said to the boy, you take good care of your mama now, you hear? Yes, sir. And Jenkins concluded, oh, that we all could be caught 
being kinder than kind. Please don't miss this logical, sequential progression. When we are Christ followers, when as Christ followers, we love God the way the first Christians did. When we love people the way Jesus loved and demonstrated, then we will serve others and we will eternally impact the world. Do you remember in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus instructed his apostles to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth? Likewise, we are to bloom where we are planted. And that starts in our Jerusalem, right here in Batesville. And it extends to the tri-state area. And it reaches out to the United States. And it expands on out to the whole world. And so locally, we want to make an impact. That means that we notice some people right here, nearby, who are often more easily overlooked or missed. In James chapter 1, verse 27, listen to this definition of pure religion. It says, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Sometimes we think a lot about wanting to live a holy life and remain unstained or unpolluted by the world. But do you realize that serving the overlooked orphan or the neglected widow in their time of need is on that same level in terms of, of pleasing God and, and pure religion? Christine was a, a single mom in, in Dublin, Ohio, where I I ministered for 18 years, and she related how she chose Discover Christian Church. She said, I was looking for a church where my daughter and I could fit in. On my first visit, in his message, Jeff asked people to park farther away from the building and save the prime parking spots for the disabled, for guests, for senior citizens, and single parents with kids. She said, I knew instantly that this was a church that would be sensitive to my personal needs and become home to my family. Well, fast forward ahead 20 years later, Christine is still an active part of the church family at Discover Christian Church. The, the church sought to notice the overlooked, and as a result, she was blessed and she became a blessing to many. We have various <clears throat> spontaneous impact efforts going on from people in our church. There's so many that it would be impossible to identify all the things that are being done uh, for, for the kingdom. And that's the, the genius of how we impact the world. We create opportunities to serve that prove catalytic and unleash us to be self-starters. We don't have to wait for the church to organize a response, but we can mobilize quickly 
as individuals, as, as life groups, and step in when we identify a need. Despite our, our best efforts, sometimes things don't go exactly as planned. You may be misunderstood sometimes when you reach out to, to impact others. My friend Mark Jones preached for years in Columbus, Indiana, and he tells about the day when he said, I, I was working at the church one Saturday afternoon when a mother and a child stopped by the office to find out where a birthday party was being held. They had an invitation saying the party was at the church, but it didn't specify where. So we figured out it was over in the youth center uh, across the street. So I pointed them in the right direction. And as I walked out toward my car, uh, another pair of parents and a child were approaching and stopped and asked where the the birthday the birthday party was. So again, I, I gave them directions as well. Mark said, as I pulled out of the parking lot, I, I saw a woman on the sidewalk walking with a boy about the age of the others, and she was carrying a piece of paper that looked like one of the invitations I'd already seen. So I drove over to her slowly, pulled up next to the curb, rolled down my window, and I said, ma'am, are you looking for a party? She assured me that she wasn't and started walking away very quickly. Sometimes your efforts to, to help may be misunderstood. At our recent impact event at the party in the park, uh, we had it designed where we were giving back to the local community, and some people initially declined our offer for a free meal, for free games, for free door prizes, and they were dubious of the fact that such a genuine gesture would have no strings attached. That's not the way the rest of the world operates. Unconditional love is, is startling to people because we don't see it very often. But those are all ways that we want to impact the world locally. But we want to impact the world globally. Jesus intended for, for Christians to, to start there at the epicenter of, of Jerusalem where the church originated and then extend with this reverberating wave of influence through all places for all people into all time. Jesus told the apostles just before he ascended, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. You're my ambassadors. You're representing me right here in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria. That, that's that next concentric circle. And then to the ends of the earth. At BCC, we have a commitment that we will never give less than 10% of every dollar received to, to an outside mission or Bible college or church plant or benevolent cause. We believe that if we are going to teach our members to tithe and give the first 10% of our incomes to the Lord's work in the local church, then the, the church needs to model that same principle of generosity and, and give away at least 10% or more to these outside missions. In 2022, we are giving generously beyond the, the budgeted mission portion of 15%. And we are helping to empower global mission for forces. We sense 
the importance of, of both sending and giving. And so short-term mission trips open the door to, to serving people who live beyond our sphere of, of, of life and a chance for us to serve them in, in Jesus' name. An author, minister, Bill Hybels, was 16 years old. He, he visited Nairobi, Kenya for the first time, and he, he saw firsthand the, the utter poverty. And he felt as though that experience changed his entire perspective on life, on business, on accumulation of material goods. He said this was a defining moment in his life, and he explained that through this scene of devastation, he sensed God whispering to him, this changes everything, because now you have seen it. And one of our stated goals at BCC is we would like for each of our members to go on a mission trip at least once in his or, or her life. And the reason is when you go, it, it will change everything in, in terms of your perspective on, on life, on, on possessions, on, on giving. When you go, you will be a blessing and you will be blessed. And all who serve on such trips come back with a, a recalibrated sense of, of priorities. Many return with a sense that, that God may be calling them to do even more for his kingdom. And so the values under this heading of impact the world are to, to have impact and create this difference by serving our, our neighbors locally. A traditional approach to growing a church is has been referred to as the attractional model. Everything's centered on getting people to attend a, a worship service or a special event. Another approach that's popular is to assimilate people into being in community with others by inviting them first into a life group where they get to meet a few people, study the word, and then they, they come into the worship service. More recently, the approach to growing a church is, is to have an external focus and, and to serve others and make an impact to those around you by shining the light. And that resonates with people and draws them into a relationship of obedience with the Lord. Um, there's not one size that fits all. There's not one proven best method. They all are effective in, in different places and at different times and with different people. So instead of baiting only one hook, we'd rather put several lines in the water. And our approach is to combine all of those efforts to reach out to, to people who don't yet know Christ. And we don't dare wait for them to come to us. I want to remind you quickly that we're commanded in, in Matthew 28, there in the Great Commission, to go into all the world. There are people who will not come to us, but we must go to them, reaching out, serving them, loving them unconditionally, earning the right to be heard. Our members are, are doing this all the time. They, they, they visit residents and, and, and nursing homes and in the name of Christ. Our, our members uh, serve as volunteers at, at Mahoning Valley Camp. Our, our members serve in 
in October as volunteers for the food pantry. Our, our members offer transportation to those who are needing rides to, to doctor's appointments. And the list could go on and on of ways that we are making an impact locally. They're all ways for us to love God, love people, impact the world. And as we grow more effective in, in executing our mission, that will be BCC's lasting legacy as we prepare for Christ's return. Andy Stanley challenges churches to ask the question, if your church were to close her doors tomorrow, would she be missed in your community? And I believe the disappearance of Batesville Christian Church would leave a void in the compassion of this area. The, the final consideration uh, under this, this prong is, is missions, making this impact for Christ that extends his influence globally. Two weeks from today, October 9th, two of our missionaries that we support, Peter and Kathy Ignatius, will, will be here with us to worship that morning. And, and Peter will be bringing the message that day and, and updating us on their work in India and training leaders through the, the Lakeview Bible College and Seminary. I, I encourage you to check out the, the mission board in the, in the foyer to help you get better acquainted with the, the global missionaries that, that BCC helps to support. And the reach of BCC's influence is truly international. And let me in, invite you to take part in, in ICON. That's the, the National Missionary Convention being held just two hours away in, in Columbus, Ohio. And, and the dates are November 3rd through 5th. Why not plan to take a day? It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And go up and spend the day listening to inspiring messages and workshops. Walk through the vast exhibit area. Meet missionaries firsthand from all over the world, I want to invite you to consider spending a day at ICOM. We, we want to be more than simply a ascending church satisfied to offer only financial support. We, we desire to do both, to, to be a going and ascending church, providing money, manpower, and manna from heaven to people who truly need it. We go on short-term mission trips with the intention of, of serving and, and blessing others, but we always return with a, a sense that we have been blessed far more greatly by getting to know some wonderful members of, of God's spiritual family who live in another part of the world and who serve him faithfully just as we are endeavoring to do. We have a clear mission from Christ for our church and for us as individuals. We are to love God, love people, impact the world. That is our mission. Will you accept it? Let's pray. Our Father, forgive us for the times when we fail to choose to accept our mission when we let other concerns or priorities crowd out what should be the main thing. We thank you for, for saving us, 
And Lord, with that comes a duty or responsibility to help others come to salvation and, and find you and know you and, and love you. So may we sense the, the, the need to do that today, right here where we live. And may we continue to in, invest in, in doing that uh, with our time as travelers and, and with our, our money as we give to your work that's being done around the world. We thank you for this time, these last three weeks, to just recalibrate and, and focus on what is the main thing, what is our, our mission, and may we live that out well to your glory and, and help others prepare for your son's return and, and for eternity. It's our prayer in the name of Jesus.